let's crack open a beer and share some thoughts. You haven't experienced it before, I still I think you'd find this very nice. It's it's still an incredible beer and it, it goes without saying that the artwork <laughs> the label um, translates beautifully onto it does with the colours to the bottle as well. Um, so this is uh, we're drinking the hair and the hag from White Hag Brewery and Kinniger Brewery, which is an Irish coffee nitro stout, which you would have heard us bang on about a little yep. bit over a couple of episodes now. This is the beer that we had at Alltech. Um, I think it was our beer of the festival, wasn't it? It was our beer of the festival. Beer yeah. of the festival, branding of the festival. Yeah, I mean, I gave it a 4.75 on Untapped. The, the thing that stopped the 0.25 was because I said I didn't think it had smashability. <laughs> um, because it's a, it's a very nice beer and it's a very luxurious beer as well. Uh, and some of that does translate back into, into the bottle as well. Um, but it's now available in the UK in bottles uh, as well. So if people do want to get their hands on this, uh, currently in stock at Honest Brew. Um, and we do have a discount code if people want to get their hands on that or any other Irish beer from Honest Brew. So if you use the code SAVE10IRISH, you can get yourself uh, some Irish beers with a little bit of discount as well. That's always good. It's always good. Every little helps, apparently. Absolutely, especially when it's a, it's a beer this good. Yeah. And we recently purchased a case of 12 of yeah. them, so there <laughs> not, might not be as many of those left as, as, as you'd expect. As there was before. Yeah. Um, so, uh, here we are again, uh, another studio another episode studio show. This, this week. Um, what have you been up to, mate, um, this, this last week? Anything, anything beer-wise? been fairly quiet. I mean, I was out, I did the usual, I was out for St. Patrick's Day with the family. Um, that didn't bring any real surprises beer-wise, because it was Guinness, plus Guinness, Guinness, and more Guinness. Um, but when I came home, I did revisit the Born to Die, because I decided to save it as it was Born to Die on St. Patrick's Day. Ah, so I thought sure, I'd have it in yeah. the evening. And um, I know that not everyone liked it the first time around anyway. I did. Um, but again, like a lot of the other iterations of the Born to Die, it definitely had a softer a softer feel to it. The rough edges weren't there. Yeah. And I actually thought it was quite a drinkable beer on Friday night. I think I'm going to have to... Because I'm I'm one of these that gets born to die and I drink it the day I've got it because it's intended to be drunk yeah. uber fresh. I, I tend to do that as well, but I always tend to save one till the back end of its life. Yeah, I normally only buy one and then I've done it tick. Um, but I think my my learning experience from this time round is to buy two. Yeah, and and to leave one until its death date. Yeah, and and then to try it then. I think it was a more rounded beer. It was it felt more like the prototype version we had in Manchester. Okay, but we, we had different views on it anyway because I really didn't enjoy it. No, you, I, actually, I thought you didn't, it was yeah. really unbalanced. It had this, for me, it had this really uh, off-putting alcohol burn to, to it and it just didn't feel like it was right. You see, I didn't mind the alcohol burn bit. Okay. It reminded me that it was a beer still and a, a, a high ABV yeah. beer. Well, there's another one coming soon. Yeah. Um, there's another one coming that I think the next one is planned to be released to coincide with Hop City. Which, which is up in Leeds. Okay, does that uh, mean uh, there's the, going to be free releases this year then? Cause pre- I th- I, I'm, not sure, too, I'm not sure whether they're doing it as a festival release only. Um, I did ask uh, the guys that, that are behind Hop City um, when they released the information that said Born, born to Die, uh, Brewdog Ring and Born to Die. I said, is that, a, is that their next iteration of it or is that a festival special? And they said, we don't know. They've just said that's what they're bringing. So I hope it's not this version. Uh, or maybe they're going to do another prototype, or maybe they're going to do a special. Maybe that's what they're going yeah. to do for festivals this year. They're going to do Born to Die specials. Speaking of Hop City, going a little bit off on a tangent, yeah. uh, did I see on Instagram a few pictures of the Hop City can? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, yeah. the beer, and the beer which came out of it as well. Yeah. Northern Monk have done a, a collab with uh, YCH Hops, who are one of the title sponsors of, yeah. of Hop City to produce a festival beer called Hop City IPA. Did I see it was murky? Uh, probably. I, I, I imagine so. I've not seen... I, I can't, I can't uh, comment. Keep keep talking. Phil, yeah, have a, Phil look, while have a look. I try and find the picture. But the... Uh, what saying else that caught my eye this, um, but I tried, and I wasn't... I was a bit nonplussed by it, really. It was the... Um, the Pride... London Pride Unfiltered. Oh, uh, Now, was... admitting this was in the can... I was going to say, was this the, the, the can that I yeah. gave you? Um, and 
it was it wasn't a can I'd need to revisit. Okay. It was okay. Yeah. But again, it was nowhere near the quality of a London Pride on cask. Um, so, yeah, I'd be interested to see what it's like on as keg Pride unfiltered. If I can find a Fuller's which has got it, because the Parcel Yard didn't have it either. It's interesting. They seem to have done the the, the press launch for it uh, three four weeks ago. Yeah. And forgotten to put it into their bars. Yeah. It's a bit strange. Yeah. I know, normally I would, you'd have it going into the bars. And I thought a parcel yard when you've got quite a lot of touristy traffic going through would have been quite a good contender for it as yeah. well. Especially yeah. as they have quite a few keg pumps. So that 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 was that was okay. Um I tried the Faultless by Red Willow, their stout. Oh, okay, I can't say that's one that I've I've come across. Really good. Yeah? Yeah. I think it might have been one of the ones I picked up at, um, when we did the collab with um Roland. Oh, okay, so just, just a really good, solid stout. Really good, yeah. really good, solid stout. And the last uh, beery adventure is not is not beer drinking related, but when I went to a, a pub new to me recently, locally, um, the toilets, the actual toilets, the urinals are made of old casks. <laughs> They've sort of carved them out, yeah, and they work really well. It's made the uh, toilet a bit of a feature, to be honest. It's quite a nice little twist. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I'll post a picture so people can see what I'm on about. I was going to say, I don't really want to spend... Ages talking about no, but it's, it does yeah. look good. Yeah, it does look good. Bear in um, mind, some toilets do not sometimes. Yeah, uh, good filling there, mate. Yeah, uh, that's all right. I, I found not... found the picture. Yep. Uh, it does look considerably hazy, <laughs> maybe to the point of murky. <laughs> um, although I think that's probably going to be what most of the beers are like. At, at no, I reckon. Is it, I reckon they. That's only when they found out you were definitely going along. Yeah. Um, well. We'll see. Uh, there have been, of course, been lots of announcements about uh, Hop City this week, uh, which we'll come to when we get to the news. Um, but I'll just cover off a couple of uh, my standout beers for, from the last week. And I, um, I I haven't really done anything this last week, so I've done a lot of home drinking. Um, I um, did have... Uh, a new box of beer arrived from Beer Central for me this week that I'd ordered and in there was two bottles of Axe Edge and there seems to be a problem with Axe Edge coming into my house because it just doesn't last very long. How long did it last, Steve? Uh, it went into the fridge for uh, as long as it took to get cold. And, and both were drunk. And, and both came out and were, were poured. And? Um, still tastes amazing. Still tastes exactly like I remember it tasting. Still looks great as as well and it's still a, a fantastic example of a uh, of a UK IPA uh, for me, modern UK IPA. Yeah, I am. Um, I literally am on a countdown to to the tap room visit now. We've noticed. Yes, <laughs> we've noticed. How many sleeps, Steve? Uh, as we record, nineteen possibly. As people listen, less than that. But you, you're not going to be able to avoid it. No, you're going to see the updates on on Twitter that weekend. Yeah, the loving with Miles. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Um, and then just the other one to mention was um, I went to the Owl House in Chelmsford at the weekend to watch a rugby uh, and they had a beer on called Pastiche by Wishbone, which was uh, a session pal out about 3.8, something like that. And um, that was incredibly refreshing. One of their cask offerings? Yeah, cask yeah. beer. Really, really easy to drink. Uh, Clayton and I sat there and drank it until there was no more left in, in, in the cask, which was a shame. Okay, well, it's not a bad one to do that to. No, abs- absolutely if you're not. Gonna, if you're going to go for a smashable beer under 4% in the, on a Saturday afternoon with the rugby, sounds quite good. Yeah. yeah and a bit of a shame about the rugby. It was a bit of a shame. It was... Uh, the, the Probably the most interesting thing was the whole... Uh, the the Welsh game, which had an extra twenty five minutes, <laughs> that went on forever. The, and it, it, Clayton, as a massive rugby fan who's who's been involved in the sport all of his life, was literally saying there saying, "I've never known this. I've never known a, a game of rugby to go on so long. Um, it just didn't didn't want to finish." So yeah, that it was, was a, definitely a dramatic ending. It was was indeed yeah. Well, but so we must have some news, Steve. Uh, uh, yes, yes, we do. Um, so we're going to start off with. Um, what I mentioned uh, there, which was some of the beers that have been announced for Hop City. Now, I'm not going to go through all of these uh, because there are loads of beers that, that have been announced. If you want full updates, 
uh, on all the beers that are going to be available, I would suggest following Hop City Leeds on Twitter. Um, and you can see in their feed all of the beers that will be pouring over that weekend. There are still a few tickets left if you're quick. But some of the standout beers are going to be... So the Alchemists are bringing both Focal Banger and Heady Topper. Brew by Numbers have got a Hop City IPA 0522. So it's the next iteration of Brew by Numbers IPA series that will be pouring at Hop City. Um, Brewdog, as we mentioned, have got their... Born to Die uh, IPA. Verdant have got uh, even Sharks Need Water IPA and maybe one more PSI double IPA pouring. Um, there are rumours that, um, I say they're rumours, but I think everybody knows apparently Unhuman Cannonball is going to be on all weekend as well because it, it ties in with the release of this year's Unhuman Cannonball, which was announced um, this this week as well. Did you miss that? I missed that. Uh, 7th of April, uh, the taproom, uh, and then online the following week. So 500ml cans for both Unhuman and Human Cannibal, which I'm a little bit sad about. You're sad about the bottle, aren't you? I'm, I'm, I'm sad to see the end of the Unhuman Cannibal bottle series. Have we seen pictures of the cans yet? They've not released pictures of the cans yet, but no matter how great they look... They're never going to look as good as an embossed bottle sat on my kitchen windowsill. True. A can's just going to look like I've missed the bin, <laughs> isn't it? Let's let's be honest. Um, so so yeah. So there's some some double news there um, to start off with. Uh, next up, uh, the other news that that came out this week, which I now can't find. Um, you don't see this on News at 10. You don't see this on News at 10, and I literally, I can't find it. It's about Brewdog. Um, and the news that, that's it, they're, they're changing their um, articles of association and, and what have you to make way for a 30% investor. So they're looking to potentially sell a third of the company. Now, this is all being lined up to coincide with the AGM in a couple of weeks which possibly suggests that they've already found the investor and and they're just going to announce it i was going to say they must do you, you can't make that sort of announcement you can't make a pre-announcement and then at the agm going oh we didn't find anyone yeah but it for, for me it raises a couple of interesting things so, so the first one is is that brewdog have always been so against big investors mm -hmm. buying out breweries um, so, which raises the question of, is the investor somebody from within the brewing industry or have they gone outside to wider business and they've, they've just got somebody investing? It, in, it'd in be them. interesting to see how it, how, it, how it falls when the announcement's made at the AGF because Brewdog have made so much noise about this sort of subject matter in the yeah. past. So I think maybe that's why they've started off with a sort of pre-announcement. Maybe this is their their groundwork. I'd be surprised if it's another big brewer because I, I that 30% thing would cut them out of being called craft in the States, wouldn't it? But also their integrity would be shot to shit. Yeah. They'd have to take all their beers down. Yeah. In their I, own Brewdog bar. Yeah, I'd like to see them up on the bar taking all their own beers down. Yeah. Like, like they famously did when, when Camden <laughs> went. Um, so I suspect it's an outside investor of some kind. But even then, that's still a... It's a sizable chunk of their it's, business. It's a isn't sizable it? chunk of their business, and although they obviously would still be the controlling interest, yeah, that's still a lot of money. Where they're moving away from being, you know, if you can even still call them, from being punk to being corporate. Yeah. Alongside this, they've also uh, suggested there's going to be another round of equity for punks crowdfunding this year, um, and there were there's been quite some commentary around whether. The, the 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 changes that they've made actually impact on those people that have bought shares um, in in terms of is it fair and people that have bought shares actually for all intents and purposes now own even less of the business um, which for me as a as a shareholder I have to say wasn't my first concern when I bought shares in Brewdog I wasn't ever buying it as an investment I I bought into the company for discounts in the bars, discounts online, and access to their beers a day before everybody else. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, it was again. It's membership to a club, wasn't it? It is. Yeah. The specials, the yeah. abstract series, everything that comes with being part of that particular club was what you were you necessarily buying into. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess yes. You could have, you you could have the thing that the shares could be have a feeling of being watered down, but if the company if there's a growth in their share value because of this new investor, then I suppose even though they've watered down the amount, the, the value of the shares, technically they'll probably go up in value because of the increase across the board. Yeah. But that's but how many people are looking to sell? Well, apparently selling's incredibly difficult. They, they open up this selling platform once a year, which I've not experienced yet. And that the process is, by all accounts, very complicated and very difficult to actually sell your shares. Okay, well, that's not that's not overly helpful, but um, I've never seen it advertised the selling platform. But again, I, I'm not a direct. I think it on. only gets advertised to because you can only share to other equity members. You, uh, people from outside can't buy in, so people from outside can only buy in when they do the equity. For when punk. they open up the rounds of equity, yeah. Uh, so so I, I can just turn around and say, "Well, I'll have your shares then, Steve." Yeah. Right. Okay. So it's, just, it's a it's a bit of a close shop then to punk. Oh, okay. Platform. Yeah. For okay. Sense and purposes. Fair enough. Um, but if you, if you want to read a little bit more about uh, whether it means that it's it's fair and equitable, there is a there is a decent blog that you can read, and this will be linked in the show notes uh, from Beer Insider. So check out beerinsider.com Lack of equity at Brewdog. Uh, that's, that's a good read. But as I say, that'll be linked to in the show notes. Okay. Um, Manchester Beer Week is back uh, this year. We've uh, we've already covered this previously on a show, but. Uh, some more news this week about the event. So starting on Friday the 23rd of June, running through to Saturday the 2nd of July. Uh, it's uh, being sponsored this year by the Co-op as the headline sponsor. So they will also play a role in the creation of a festival's official beer, which will then be made available in selected stores. So uh, it's going to be even bigger and better this year. Opening weekend will shine a light on independent producers, a brewery expo, um, and and all sorts really. There's just going to be loads going on in in Manchester. Okay, well that's not that's, that's not a bad sponsor to have the co-op. It's, it's not because they do champion local beers in their in their shops as well. That they do. And interestingly, this weekend I saw that somebody posted a picture of a new IPA that JW Lee's have produced. That's available only in the co-op. All right. Okay. So I wonder if that's a forerunner to. This, this announcement yeah, being made. Be. Uh, but for all the details on Manchester Beer Week, head on over to mcrbeerweek.co.uk or follow MCR Beer Week on Twitter. On Manchester, I'm going to leap in there. Okay. I, I posted a blog at the weekend about our recent festival excursions minus the Alltech one, which is you going did. to have a post all of its own. Had you posted that before? No. Oh, right, okay. No, no, I posted on Saturday. And uh, Manchester Beer Festival came back to me yesterday saying that there were water stations. And I can't say, but I thinking back, I still can't remember seeing any. Um, but they said if you just ask at the bar, they would direct you. Oh, okay. So um, they also sent me um, someone else's post um, as as independent verification, which I still need to read. But I'm going to say Manchester Beer Festival. There were, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I said sorry on Twitter, but I'll say apologies now. I really didn't notice it at all. But all you've done is reconfirm my belief that you guys are well ahead of a lot of the other oh, regional yeah. beer festivals both with your keg and cask living together in perfect harmony yeah. as well as having water. So well done, Manchester. Well, so, so again, nice, nice of them to actually... They've, they've obviously taken the time to read the yeah. post and they've responded as well. Which yeah, is, which I appreciated. Yeah, fantastic. And so it just makes me think, yeah, that one's sort of... If I can make it, I'll go next year. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm in for that again. Um, so we've got some uh, some beer news as well. So Siren have released a new uh, beer as part of their core range. So this is called Yulu, and it's a loose leaf parallel. So um, I'm guessing that's a tea thing. So that's it's... not that's not really interesting, you then, is it? <laughs> no, you can... did, did, did you hear it drop out of my voice then? Then as well. So yeah, it's uh, been developed over the time uh, using uh, Earl Grey tea leaves. There we go, uh, and Vermont uh, owl yeast. Um, to produce a new beer, so 
Not sure why you'd be bothered reading that, but that enthusiasm, Steve. Sorry. Should, <laughs> should I try that again? No, <laughs> no. no, please okay, don't. So Simon have got a new beer anyway. <laughs> uh, and that, that's part of um, a whole range of uh, things that they've got coming out as, uh, as well. So again, check out uh, Simon's website for more details there. Uh, and then some breaking news that was uh, that came out this evening. Um, this is, and I'm not going to take credit for, for it because this is from Pete McCary, uh, who's a listener of the show that uh, had, a, had an exchange with Cloudwater today. And apparently they've said that the end is in sight for the, uh, the Dipper V series. Um, but there's more news coming on this this Friday. Ooh. So that will be Friday the 24th of, of March. Um, which is interesting because... I thought people had sort of bought into that for the year. I, I thought... Or I misheard that. No, I think they they originally said they were that their intention was to do a, a range of dippers all throughout the year. Yeah, once a month. So, which which for me raises the question of: Do you think do you think people have have, have got fed up chasing the latest release once a month? I've probably seen less noise about it, um, but may, maybe they maybe they're just replacing it with cask, new beer, <laughs> new dispense method for them. Cask dipper. I don't know what to say to that. I really don't. Um, it'll be quite interesting to, to to see what because normally I've got to say that that Cloudwater write one of the best blogs in in, in the industry when they do put pen to paper or, or, or words to screen. Very informative. Yeah. Um, so I imagine that whatever we're going to get on Friday will contain a level of detail that that should satisfy everybody as as, as well. Um, so uh, just keep your eye out for that, and I'm sure we'll chat about it again. Um, next week, probably, if it's a, if it's that big an announcement. Yeah, it'd be interesting to hear what they say. And uh, thanks to Pete for the exclusive. Yeah, absolutely. Well, he didn't just that wasn't just for us. It was a, no, it was for us. It, it was just a tweet. It was for us. That I, sure, it was picked up on. But um, thanks, Pete, for exploring that. So um, we've got a new beer. In, in we the have of um, one of the beers I brought back from my trip to Bruges at the uh, turn of the year. This is the uh, Prayus or Prayus. One of those pronunciations that everyone will really enjoy us saying. Uh, the quadruple, a Belgium dark ale, um, comes in at ten percent. Lovely, nice, nice easy beer. Nice easy beer for Monday night. Don't to you reckon? Us, uh, let's get us going. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Sweet, isn't it? God, it's an initial real big, kind of almost like I don't know, dark fruits like cherry, raspberry, that sort of thing. Hard boiled, sweet. Yeah, cherry. yeah. It's got that sort of quality of it. It's a little bit, little bit syrupy in the background. It's interesting though because you get none of that on the nose. No. Just on the nose, I'm just getting like kind of a, a, a coppery metallic. God, that's really sweet. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. It's nice though. Doesn't taste ten percent. Doesn't taste ten percent, does it? No, that's that's going to be dangerous. Yeah. Maybe a very, very sly little burn at the very yep. end. Getting none, none of that. None of that. No. no. Oh I like that. <laughs> um, okay, so time for a bit of this then. What's that then? Opinions, 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 opinions. Um, so this week we asked, um, has an untapped rating or score ever impacted on your decision to buy a beer? Now, we also credited this to somebody that then said, I never asked that question. Um, so, I thought it was hilarious. We don't even know why we asked the question. And then I've spent the best part of the last 24 hours trying to find the tweet on my timeline, which I can't do. Uh, and uh, Mark at Million Bevs is still saying it's not him. Um, so if you did ask this question, <laughs> can you please let us know? Because I'd, I'd like to actually credit you for, yeah. for this question. As, as well, we're more than happy to let other people take credit for our, our opinion subject. To Absolutely, but let's just make sure we get it. We, we get, <laughs> get it right. right. Yeah. Um, so, two hundred ninety-six votes this week. Uh, very simple uh, question. So it was either yes, no, or, or what the fuck. Fifty-six um, percent of people said no. Thirty-one uh, percent said yes, which probably pleased Mark Johnson who was threatening early on that if there were any more yes votes, he wasn't going to listen to this episode. Yeah. And then just to be clear, I'm what the fuck. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, 
Mark, if you are listening at this point, please just let us know that, that you're still listening at this point <laughs> because we, we did promise to try and do this one justice just for you. So, um, as always, let's let's start off with our views on, on, on this one before we uh, dig into some of the comments. Um, have, have you ever used Untapped as a method of desi- deciding whether to, to buy a beer? Less so these days. I have done it in the past. Okay. So I was definitely yes, because I have used it. And I've used it when I've been presented maybe with a choice or when I'm abroad and I see what appears to be a couple of specials and I think, okay, well, let's have a quick look. In fact, I may have used it in Bruges on a couple of beers when I was at a couple of the beer shops in Bruges and I was like toying with it. There's only so much I could carry back. Yeah. And I did toy with the idea of a couple of specials and I did have a quick look to see what my friend's ratings were. Okay. I don't look at the general. Yeah. I tend to look at the people who, although... We obviously have different tastes. We even with the different tastes and sort of trust where their opinions coming from. It's yeah. still an honest assessment of what they thought the beer when they had it. It's no, you know, blowing smoke up anyone's ass, that kind of thing. So yeah, I have used it in the past and I have found it useful and I don't think I've ever regretted picking up a beer off an untapped score. But okay. like I said, I don't use just the general, I don't use the global. It'll generally be friends. Yeah, it's interesting because quite a few people commented on that that it would be that they'd either go to friends or people that they trusted on 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 Untapped that maybe necessarily weren't their friends, but but were people that I, I suppose I suppose like ourselves that review beer <laughs> for for a hobby. Um, you would think that when when we say something about beer, that that certain people would. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, but I think yeah. All right, so maybe it's. Uh, people you know or know of. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I found it useful in the past. Um, I think Bruges was probably the last time I did it though. Yeah. I think I just sort of make a decision about when I'm going to buy a beer anyway. And that's sort of it done. Well, also, somebody, Jamie Day, at Not Just A Beer JD, said, um, definitely, if he's in a bottle shop and he's eyeing up 10 plus beers, then he'll check untapped and he'll probably buy the five highest rated from, from that 10. Um, but obviously, we've all, all got different tastes. And sometimes the method doesn't work, but it's one of the main reasons why he uses Untapped. Okay, that's. I mean, that's unusual. Most of us use Untapped, um, well, badges. No, as, sorry, as uh, a record, as a record of what we've had, isn't it? I yeah, mean, it's uh, it's like our own personal record which we yeah. choose to share. Well, yeah, Chris Griffiths at Griffith Twenty Three. I use Untapped for my own personal record and ratings, and assume everybody else does the same. Uh, I mean, I have to say, I very rarely look at other people's feeds on Untapped. I do now and again. If I've got a bit of a quiet moment or it's the last five minutes on the train, um, I might have a little bit of a flick through. Um, I mean, I've got quite a few untapped, when I say friends, but people on untapped like who are in the States. And so you have quite a lot of stuff if you go through it in the morning because they've obviously yeah. all been drinking while you've been asleep. So, and you see some interesting beers. And one of the things about that is sometimes when you see a, a beer that you've had before from this side of the Atlantic, you think, oh, okay, well, that's travelled quite quite far I find it quite interesting that bit but I would still only trust the ratings of people I know or know of okay I would say that'd be my where I fit in on that no I, I voted yes on that okay well I, as, as I always say I can't vote because it's it's my poll uh, unless I use one of my many other pseudonyms on, on, on Twitter to vote but I didn't feel as I wanted to this week it didn't really engage me I don't, I don't know what that says about if the poll doesn't even engage me then why should I expect it to engage other people uh, but I think that's probably because I'm a no because I, I've got to say I've, I've never knowingly not bought a beer because I've checked untapped before I've, I've had that beer because I'm I'm always about I suppose my own journey of discovery yeah. so I, I would much rather be like well I want to try that beer so actually I don't really care what it what it tastes like um, I said I think like, like me uh, you know me and Jamie say it's when I've got presented with too much choice and I need to narrow it down yeah I don't think of, I, I suppose that might be a difference again because I, I do a lot of my you do a lot of your shopping online anyway so it's online yeah your, so your choice is is down to 12 whereas if I've got a beer bag generally holds four to six, doesn't it? And then when you're in Bruges, there's that big temptation or anywhere in Belgium to get 750 bottles as well. Yeah, yeah. So it narrows the space down again. And so I definitely was look, I definitely use it now and again when I'm presented with a lot of choice. Yeah, like I said, I don't, 
I don't think I ever have. Like normally, I would literally would just select beers based on what they look like or what 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 style they are or, or, or what brewery they're from. So I mean, case in point being beer that we was talking about a couple of weeks ago was this um, the Candy Tastic beer, which was brewed with. Oh, the Haribos. Haribos, yeah. which I was really, really excited about. Yeah, I, was I, as well. I love Haribos. Yeah. Um, so I got two cans of beer central and I opened the first can and I drank three mouthfuls and I poured it down the sink because it was just, it was, it just didn't work. It was just awful. So the second can then followed it down the sink as well. I suppose I could have given it to you to try. Oh, yeah, I, I could have tried it. You obviously really <laughs> felt unhappy about it. I think I was having quite a grumpy weekend. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably fair to say, and some people may have noticed that. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so I'm, uh, but had I maybe checked on, on Untapped, um, I don't know whether that many people had tried it at that point. No, it's a relatively new beer, isn't yeah. it? I, mean, I suppose the thing for me would only be if I was about to spend, if I was considering spending a lot of money a big outlay. On, on, on a beer, I would want to make sure that it was matching of my tastes. Yeah. So in that instance, I would probably start looking for friends and trusted sources on, on, what they say. on, on Untapped. Yeah. And, and as I say, we had, we had quite a few people mentioned that. So, so Michael Edwards at uh, Smed Edwards um, says, would only check the average rating from friends rather than the universal score. And that was also backed up by Brad White and Oliver Conningham as, as well, who both said very similar things about um, their friends uh, or, or trusted sources being the sort of places that they'd check before they bought a beer. And uh, I think we had a few mentions for rate beer, didn't we? We we did, which is which is interesting because um, neither of us do rate beer. No, um, but we know people that do rate beer. Yeah, um, and I, I think it's I think it's interesting because a lot of people said that they think that rate beer has a bigger influence over their buying decision because of the level of detail. That, that, that maybe well, that when you're tap when you're tapping and when you're checking in a beer and on rate beer, you're, you're not limited to the Twitter 140 characters, are you? You're not. Plus, you're rating on lots of things, aren't you? You're rating on lots of things, which ends up giving it these scores out of a hundred. Yeah. So you, you, you know, and people then clamour for those beers that are a hundred out of a hundred on rate beer. On 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 rate beer as well. Yeah, because one of our one of our good friends at the Essex Bottle Share is uh, an ex rate beer and. He brings that to the written format still at the bottle yeah. share, doesn't he? Yeah. He wrote far more copious notes than most of us put together. It was, and it was interesting because last month he walked in, he looked at the amount of beers on the table, and he was like, I'm not taking notes tonight. <laughs> he was like, I'll never get through it all. It was either all or nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was, he was a definite. <laughs> that nothing. was a good idea as we did do 18. Yeah, yes, that, that was a, uh, a big night. That was that's, the monster one. That, that's for sure. Um, so the the only other th- thing I suppose what what people were saying this week was um, it being about whether they trust the brewery or not, and and using Untapped as a way of seeing if the brewery is any good. Now I didn't got to admit I didn't know you could do this. I didn't know breweries had average scores. Do they on on Untapped? Well, apparently so. So um, Roland, uh, who was on with, with us a few weeks back at Has Been New Boy, said only he he'll only check Untapped when it's brewery he doesn't know. And the score is less than 3.3 average. But fundamentally, he says he will check untapped. Um, and, and that comment about the breweries was again also backed up by Ian Sargent at Sargentinian, um, who, who said that they'll check the brewery score rather than the, the score of the beer. So I can see that you're uh, currently digging into untapped there. Is, yeah. this, is this going to take a while on your phone? It could take a while on my phone, but it's an interesting idea looking at the brewery because I would never have thought about even doing that. There is there is an average rating. So I've just gone to Pirate Life, who we featured, who we featured week, last yeah. week, and I finished off the rest of the, my beers from them in, in my fridge at the weekend. And again, loved every loved them all again. Uh, Pirate Life have an average rating of three point nine two for the brewery. I've learned something. There you go. The poll was worth doing. I've got there another, I've, there's another stat I can look at and I'm tapped. You can check out the brewery stats as, as well and find out that most of those average out at just below four percent, like every other beer on Untapped. Don't spoil it. Sorry. Uh, oh, hold on a second. You can also, um, there's a little love heart you can put beside the brewery. To Oh, to favourite the brewery. To like the brewery. Look at that. Oh, I like that. Untap the uh, the app that just keeps giving. Yeah, thanks, Roland. Yeah. 
and then whoever else mentioned the brewery bit. Yeah. Oh, that's but that was worth doing. It was. It was worth doing. That was, um, that was good. So, any more comments about this? Was it feels like a relatively short. It one. does feel. I think, I, I, but I think it was week. also. It, I, there wasn't an in between anyway. People were either yes or no. Yeah, and let, let's be honest. It's it, it's bought. It, it's kind of been the culmination of this season's yeah. story arc. Yeah, which really. has been about choices, hasn't it? Choices and how you make your choices and you, you know, know all, all of that sort of thing. So, uh, I think if you if you take this as a whole, that that it sums up pretty much what we've been up to this season. Yeah, it's just another way of choosing how you buy beer. Isn't yeah, it's it? another facet, isn't it? of, yeah. the, of the the whole thing. I mean, we early on in the season we did the uh, command ten commandments of Untapped, which I hope everyone is still adhering to. As they are written in stone. I'm still on hashtag no sips. <laughs> hashtag no sips. Yeah. The difference between a sip and a taster is a fine line. It is a fine line, but as far as I'm concerned, anything at the Essex Bottle Share is a taster. And there is a, many, a measurement yeah. on untapped for it. Yep, yeah. and it is, it's a sip when you take somebody else's drink and you have a little sip from it, and that's a sip. That me. is a sip. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with yeah. that. I'd agree that so, that doesn't count. Well, hopefully, people have enjoyed the, uh, the, the the particular theme that we've been running through, through this season. Um, anyway, about choices. So, um, anything else to say on opinions no, this week? No, I think that, I think uh, I think the comments were good. I think there was quite what I did enjoy last night was that people had had a very definite feel about it. They weren't they weren't hanging around to provide their comments. Yeah, there was no grey, was there? No, it was black or white, and it was yeah. quick. Yeah, people were in there or they weren't. Yeah, and then it was like, okay, we're done now. And that, that's unlike the, a lot of the conversations. So sometimes before. it sparks, doesn't it? Yeah. People end up having a conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Untapped is definitely, you know, is, is definitely a, an, a Marmite app. The whole ticking thing is definitely not something that everyone loves. Absolutely. And, and people did try and start moaning about Untapped towards the end of the evening. I was yeah. like, no, you had your no, opportunity. We, we, no, that's we, been done. We, we did that a few weeks back. Don't, don't be starting that now. Don't start that one again. Yeah. Um, so, well, I'm just look, looking at both our glasses, looking almost quite empty. It's been evaporating. <laughs> I, I think. Sorry, I'll turn down the heating. We've not even been talking that much <laughs> for, for us to be needing this much lubrication. Now, the reason why I brought this one back from Bruges is because when I was in one of the little pubs, and it's the one I can never pronounce, the little one where the landlady recently left after 30 odd years, she got her presentation from the British Guild of Beer Writers. I was in there just after New Year with Michelle, and I was I had I'd had my heart set on that day. It was a bit cold. I'm just going to have big dark beers. And there wasn't actually that many on the menu, massive menu, but not that many big ones. And I found a quad which had been which was mixed with espresso. And I think this was the second of January, and I said, "Oh, it's my beer of the year." <laughs> just brave. Just That's a, a brave statement. Or yeah. I think I might have said my best best beer of the year so yeah, far. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, well, okay. And I wonder, I wonder if I can get hold of the actual quad. So the next day, when I was in the shops, I was looking out for the quad, which I found, which we've just had. So this that that was our starting point. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna crack open the next one. Okay. Now I I have to say that I've got I, I know. There's this long-standing joke about me and Belgian beers and things being Belgian. That wasn't, that wasn't very Belgian. I, I didn't find it Belgian at all. I thought it was really rounded. Um, but I've discovered in the last year that I love quads. And I well, you like you really like the uh, the quads the quad series from um, Buxton, didn't you? I, I did, and, and I recently discovered that I've got two in my cupboard. Oh really? Which on which one is apparently because I've I've had a lot of fun in in the past week as well. Uh, I've put all of my beers from my cellar onto <laughs> different lists on Untapped as part, part of the new innovation. That, that's a new feature. Um, so why going through all of my beers? I found that I had two bottles of it. I thought I only had, only had one bottle, and I've got two bottles, and they're both on a different shelf, so they now appear on different lists. So it's so one of them is. <laughs> have you based your lists on the shelves? I have. One of them, one of my lists is called A Bit Further Back, which is kind of beers that I'm holding on to, but I won't hold on to for a long time. And then one of my lists is called Deep in the Cellar. And I've got a bottle of the, the Buxton Quad on each shelf, which, which I was really happy about to find that. But I don't know what it is. I, I think it's because, I, I suppose, it, for me, maybe it's because they're the closest to uh, a, a, an impy stout that, that, that you're going to get. From, from from Belgium without it being a stout. Yeah, and also I find a lot of the time with the quads because you've got that bigger body and they're that bit darker, you 
do lose it. You do lose a bit of that Belgium fun, that that yeasty note that you often get, which yeah. I don't mind, but can be a love or hate for some people with Belgian beers. I think that really does mellow away in the quads. It does mean you have to drink nine, ten, eleven percent beers. Not a problem. Not a problem. Well, speaking no, of which, no, no problem. So what have we, this? What have we got this time? This is the. This is the Preus Quadracina, Quadracino, um, which is coffee infused. And it's, uh, again, it's stuck at the 10% as well. You know what? It smells like one of those coffees that Roland made for us. Yeah. The um, the one that was like, a, was, it, was it a natural coffee that, that he said? The one? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking forward to this, mate. Cheers. Thanks for bringing these back for, That's uh, right. for us to try on the show. How nice is that? Oh, that is so good. See, I, I know what I was expecting, so I've had it before. That is... That is really good. Yeah. I mean, you get the you, you get the quad, and you get the coffee. But that sweetness has loads of that have come out again now, hasn't it? Yeah, but the, the balance of the two is is absolutely perfect. Neither of them overpowers. No. So so the sweetness isn't there. The coffee isn't there. They they, they just balance together. And again, really, really, how well. drinkable is it? It's, <laughs> honestly, you, this dangerously so. It is dangerously drinkable, but it's bloody delicious. I said I, I I sat there fully with the intention of savouring it when I was in the pub. Didn't savour it for very long. I had to. Admit. I would like a big glass of that to yeah. sit and drink over an afternoon. Like I said it was it was in um, front of a roaring fire. It was the coldest day we were there yeah. in the three days, and it is the dampest day as well. So we sort of got in. We were aiming to get to that place for four o'clock. Yeah, and I think we got there at five past four, and even by then half the tables had already been taken up because it's such a destination place for people. So we'd already walked past it, scope where it was. Spotted two, two. I'm going to say it. There were two beardy guys with rucksacks on, <laughs> and I thought, okay, well, we're definitely in the right place. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like they weren't open yet. I didn't yeah. fancy standing in the rain. So, um, but they obviously did because they got, did get a prime spot when I noticed when I got in there. But there was still a table when we got in there anyway. Mm-hmm. Very simple food menu. Um, Michelle had a couple of cheese and ham sandwiches, toasted sandwiches. Just nice. you know, sometimes that's all you need. Sometimes, yeah, I mean... You don't want something that's going to overpower no, the beer, No, not at all. You, not you at just all. want something that's just going to begin to soak the up only, The only, the only, the only thing I would have ordered, um, if I'd been of a mind at the time, would have been um, a plate of cheese. Mm. A couple of cheese, a couple of really nice cheeses with that. Be perfect. The, now the you're cheese? saying, where's the cheese, where's aren't the you? Where's the cheese? <laughs> Honestly. Preparation, mate. The service here is terrible. Terrible, yeah. Wow. Um, so, we're, we're going to carry on enjoying that. Yeah. Um, and uh, why we drink that, we're, we're going to move on to this week's letters. Let us know. Write it down. Let us know. Write it down. Let us know your thoughts and bitter in lingerness. Write it down. So this is uh, the segment of the show where if you use the hashtag opinions uh, randomly during the course of the week, we're going to pick it up and, and claim it as a letter. Yep. Um, so, so first up this week uh, from Roland at Has Been New Boy uh, again, who simply says, enjoying the opinions Irish Beer Snob, Mrs. Beer Snob Crossover Festivals podcast while I was waiting for a visiting honorary Irishman. So uh, nice to get some feedback about that show. Yeah, Roland, catch up. <laughs> He's only, what, two weeks behind? Three weeks behind? Yeah, three weeks behind there. Yeah. I'm, Come on. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure he'll catch up. Unlike, unlike the podcasts Roland's involved in, they're short <laughs> sharp. They're, they're seven or eight minutes. Occasionally they go up to 12 15, yeah, it, 17 if Gary's involved. Yeah, I was going to say, if Steve's not there, yeah. they go into double figures. Yeah, you can catch up on a few of those in an hour. Yeah. Us, not Less so, so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not so much. Um, and then we had some more love for um, Beer Fairy. Again. Yeah. So, uh, Matt Chinnery at Half Pint Gent. Uh, just finished the latest Opinions podcast. More Beer Fairy for fu- future podcasts, please. All up to date now, I think. So, unlike yeah. Roland... Matt is almost up Matt, to Matt has almost caught up. Yeah. Um, I, I think um, he wasn't the only person to express that as well about Beer Fairy. Ruth's uh, contribution to the show was very well received. I, I think she's been very well received. Yeah. So I'd, I'd like to express thanks to Ruth at this point because obviously she's she's brought probably a level of knowledge that maybe we didn't have yeah. to, to the show. The knowledgeable guest always outweighs the unknowledgeable hosts. <laughs> Absolutely. It was either that or gin that, that, that did yeah, it. I re- I reckon I reckon she'll have to bring a gin again. I, I reckon so. Um, so it would seem as though our listeners want more more roof in the future. So we'll see what we can do there. Um, then next up we had hop addiction at hop hop addiction uh, hashtag op, hop action. <laughs> 
too many hops in, in, in this. <laughs> and who asks, would have thought you'd say that? I know. What's your weekly spend on craft beer uh, like and what drives your spending habits? And then there was a poll that followed and he used the hashtag opinions. Now, I, I don't mind uh, a little bit of imitation because they, they, they say that it's the greatest Crazy form of flattery, flattery, isn't it? So uh, I'm happy for people to copy what we're doing out there as, as long as they're hashtagging us into it so exactly. we can we can talk about it on our show which as, as, as which well. he, he qualified yeah absolutely um and then uh oh, there's another one that i always <laughs> uh, struggle with do you, do you want to take this oh, one i'll try it drink drank drunk who is john at drink drank blog <laughs> retweeted little earth project camera not embracing sour beer they really need to branch out more they're missing out some amazing stuff sad Hashtag opinions. And I think one of our Essex bottle shares... I was going to say, now, did you see this last yeah. week? What prompted this? Yes. Now, it was from one of the Suffolk beer festivals. So no, it was the East Anglia. Which is, is in that, Suffolk. Oh, is it in Suffolk? It's held in Newmarket. Okay. I, I just thought it was a yeah. general, no. regional thing. They call it the East Anglia one, but it's held in Newmarket. Okay, right, okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure. No. Oh, my, my Berry. Yeah. I've been to it once. I went to it St. George's Day a couple of years ago. And um, basically, the, the post was... So for those people who don't know about Little Earth, they're very much, it's a sour beer. Sour, sour beers yeah. tend to be their, their core, as well as doing other experimental beers. Are they organic as well, I think? I think so, yeah. So there's a lot, you know, and hence their Little Earth name as well. And I think they, they reached out to the East Anglian Beer Festival and suggested one or two of their beers for the festival, which I thought was quite a good suggestion. Mm-hmm. It would be very different to some of the offerings they often have and um in a nutshell the, the message which came back for them while very polite was basically that they felt that the average camera festival goer would think the beer was off and it would take too too much explaining to to let them to educate them at a beer festival so they turned it down that was the that was the crux of it, if I remember correctly. It, it, it was the crux of it, and I'm 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 pondering whether we need to go into this now, or or, or or whether we need to save this for another show, because I'm just I'm just wondering if well, I, I can see both sides of it. I, I can see as a, a consumer what what the consumers are saying is that Cameron needs to get more adventurous and embrace more styles and bring more beers into their festivals. But at the same time, I can see the festival organizer saying, "I'm sorry, but we know what our punters." like and it's just too much of a risk to put this beer on yeah but they have started having you know they sell i mean they sell cider now there are plenty of times when the when some sour beers start to become a bit ciderish mm-hmm. and we embrace cider at camera beer festivals um the unfined hazy beers have started to make their way and they just have the sign on there saying you know this this may be hazy they've yep. started to put that on the front of the cask as well I mean, perhaps a better, maybe a better arrangement would have been, you know, some sort of a, rather than camera buying the car, cask of beer outright, it's like, uh, well, let's see how it goes and then we'll sort it out. Yeah. But I, I, I am with you. I can understand sort of where they were coming from, but it seemed a bit of a missed, a missed opportunity. Maybe they've got like a, um, a poly pin rather than a full cask. If yeah. that had been possible, I don't know. What so, little, or maybe some bottles to sell. Yeah, I don't know what little Earth. Little Earth do bottles. Festivals do bottle bars as well. Yeah, they're usually the Belgian ones, aren't yeah. they? But I suppose that would have sat quite well. It would have sat quite well in there. With the Belgian beers. So yeah, that, that, but that was an interesting one though. It was It was interesting that it came up on, because we have a kind of Essex bottle share group, yeah. it came up on there and then a couple of hours later, John obviously picked up on it and, yeah. and, and tagged us into it. So it's, it's an interesting one to feature. And, and then just, just finally in this week's letters, uh, Chris Griffiths at Griffith23 again. Uh, opinions uh, wants to know, have the rules of entry for the priceless prize, and it's, it's not priceless, it's prizeless prize. That's getting difficult to say after yeah. 10%, 10, 10 quads. Um, have the rules of entry for the priceless prize gone out of the window, and were there ever any? I was unaware of any... Uh rules i think this is based on on your decision of of last week that probably influenced by your your outburst when i was announcing the winner the the well-deserved winner in my I, opinion i i still don't know that if if when when we started the prize this prize and and it, it was down to me i was always very against any um photo enhancements or so what about the ones with the cans sitting in the air 
supposedly I've never no. chosen one of those as a winner. But I don't because I, I don't think, like them. I think we have had photo enhancements when people when that whole wave about a year ago. I think there was maybe one, and then everybody was doing it. Yeah, it was like, no, where it um, started to look like someone had drawn it, that kind of thing. Come on, how clever was it though? It was clever, and it was it was brilliant that there was even a reflection in in in, in the in mask. The vi- yeah, in the visor, but. It's not going to be better. It wasn't time a picture shot. of the beer that he was drinking because he might have been drinking that beer. It, he might have been. I I'm not going to have this discussion uh, again. I think I made my myself clear last week but on, you, on, you, on this you one. You ceded control at the start. I, of I the, did. I did cede control. Let's let's see what you've come up with this week. Who's, okay. Well, let's, who's, yeah. who's who's taken this, this who's good, taken the big box of nothing this week? This is a good segue into this one. It's, well, it's, I don't even know if they're a listener of the show. Just so that. People know I do go on the picture that grabs my attention. So, the, uh, the even if it's photoshopped, even if it's photoshopped, yes, because it was well done and very clever. I, I enjoyed that. Um, so basically, this is a, a a picture of a beer called from Grimm, which is Lambeau Door, um, and it's taken on the bar at Little Leeds Beer House. Looking out into the corn exchange, it's the corn exchange. Lovely. Isn't it? I can I can just picture. Yeah, it. so yeah. it looks really good. Um, as far as I'm aware, there's no no photoshopping going on. <laughs> um, it must have been quite a quiet moment because there's no one in the background either. So this is from Northern Beer Geek. So I don't know if they've ever interacted with the show or not, but they will be getting a shout out, and they probably wonder what the hell is this all about. And they want yeah. to, they probably want their. Well, big if they use the hashtag Cheers guys, they must know what's going on. Well, you'd be surprised how many people use the hashtag Cheers guys these days yeah. without it being anything to do with beer. Sometimes uh, yeah, I, um, I've seen. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. So, but that I thought that one, that one was really good, and also, you know, I can pic- I can picture the scene as you can as well, and it is a, a lovely little spot there. Yeah. So it it it, it worked well for me that one. Uh, at least we're we're back to actual beer in an actual glass in an actual place. Yes. Rather than a photoshopped image. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if there if there'd been a photoshopped one, which had been really good, who knows? You'll never know, Steve. I, I don't suppose I ever will. You'll never know till I um, announce it. If you want to have a go at winning what will be the final prize, this prize, big box of nothing of this season uh, next week, uh, just make sure you put your picture on Instagram and use the hashtag cheers, guys. And, and if it's the one that grabs Martin's attention, no Photoshop um, will be uh, the one that will that will take the prize. Home. That's the uh, Martin's attention bit. Was That's, the important bit there, wasn't it? It was. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, uh, one more show left yeah. this season, mate. What What are we doing next week? Uh, well, we're drinking beer. We are drinking beer. Have you forgotten what beers we're drinking? Yeah. Okay. I so, told you what they were, but I can't remember. Okay. So, so next. In fact, week, I chose them. <laughs> uh, next week we are going to be drinking uh, two beers from the Beer Bods Ones to Watch yep. box. So we are going to be drinking. Day a steady rolling man. Yep. And we are going to be drinking Burning Soul Oct IPA. Yes. Uh, and in addition to those, because clearly we can't ever drink two, two beers, beers on, on this show anymore, um, we're also going to be drinking a beer that we have gone on about again on a number of shows uh, that's been one of our standouts of this season. Yep. Um, which, which is the Adnams Both Barrels barrel-aged bullseye. Yeah, so. so that's definitely on the uh, on the list as well. So yeah, free beers for next week. If you yep. get a hold of any of them, feel free to join in. And we are going to be chatting about geekery. Yes. And is it just wider than beer? And um, you are going to have to allow us some creative license because we probably are going to go off in all directions <laughs> next week that necessarily aren't just about beer. But yeah, basically, you know, if you're a geek about beer, are you geek about other things as well? Yeah, and that's, that's what we're going to be looking yeah. at. Yeah. So... Um, Final thoughts on this beer before we finish up. Again, almost finished. It has perfectly timed as well, yeah. Mm. Absolutely delicious. But like I said, I knew what I was expecting and it hasn't disappointed the second time. I love that. Sometimes you get a beer that's got coffee in it and the coffee's just too much. This isn't. um, Or it's not enough. That's just just perfect. Yeah. In terms of its balance. I've, I've really enjoyed that. It's been a... It's been a, a, a nice few beers this evening, mate. Yeah, not too bad at all. All right, well, uh, cheers. Cheers, Steve.